Hey, sister. Welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. It's an extra special one where not only are you going to hear the story of a highly successful woman who hit rock bottom in her hormones, but you're going to hear some of the mindset work, some of the real honest, raw stuff that has helped me come back from my own hormonal chaos. This is the Period Whisperer podcast, top 5% wellness podcast in the world right now. And this is our place as women to shed light on a topic that not enough women understand because no one has taught us, no one has told us about it. And yet one of the most powerful parts of this time in our lives, this perimenopause time, this reverse puberty time of 35 to 55, is that we actually can be in charge of helping ourselves feel better. We just need the information, we need to understand better, and we need to be empowered to make the decisions that we used to feel like were hard. So come on into this episode. If you haven't caught up on all the other episodes, make sure you take time to make this podcast a part of your daily routine. Education and that constant drip of positivity and knowledge and empowerment is what keeps us going on our journey. And if all else fails and you really need, if you're someone like me and really need direction and don't want to mess around Googling anymore, make sure that you apply for one of my free consults so that I can give you an actual tip once I better understand your story or apply for my one-on-one private two-month hormone rebalancing coaching program. We are open now accepting applications and I want to help you feel better and feel like a new version of yourself in less than two. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, hey, sisters, it is Bria here and welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I am excited to bring something really huge for you today, something that is probably going to give you a little bit of understanding into the work that I do to keep my hormones and sanity in check. And that is to bring the one and only Tiff Carter, top business coach and money mindset Maven, (laughs) wonder girl, I'm going to call you, certainly my guru and the coach I've been working with for a while now who has an amazing podcast, the Project Me Project Me with, with Tiffany podcast and has such a very powerful, inspiring story. And I'm so excited to have Tiff here, one, just to introduce you to her energy. It is her strategy and her mindset work that has kept me on a really straight and narrow path during a two-year area where I could have lost it and have a few times. Uh, and and just to share, you know, from someone who is super successful and comes from such a dynamic background, I want to share with all you other women out there who are wanting to achieve new levels of success for themselves, the story of someone who goes through all the same things that we go through. So welcome, Tiffany. I'm so happy you're here. I'm super grateful and honored. Welcome to the show. What up? Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of those episodes where you're going to want to come back again and again for like that dose of it's not it's more than motivation it's like we we forget that it's available to us it's for mm-hmm. us 
that it's right here and we're just as worthy as anybody else that we see, regardless of how they look, their accolades, their education, their mm-hmm. age, you know, their ethnicity, whatever it is. Like we all need to be reminded of this sometimes. Yes. We all temporarily like lose our minds. Yes. It's nice to see ourselves. We need the reminder to see ourselves in someone else, but also to know what is possible beyond it. Which for me yeah. is something I always use your podcast for and you for in this is just that sort of daily dose of, you know, redirection back to the path of where I'm going. One of the things I always love reminding myself of and, you know, you of any of my clients, if you have this burning desire and this pull to whatever it is, write the book, have the podcast, start your own business, grow your business, experiment with something, go to a different level. What could be, you know, get a divorce, move your job, move jobs, whatever. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have that pull. If it's been there for more than a hot minute, it's there for a reason. And you not trusting that is you ignoring the abundance that's sitting there and waiting for you. It's not mm-hmm. always going to make sense. And it's usually very life disrupting. Mm-hmm. But continuing to ignore that, that's going to eat away at you to a point where you're not going to have a choice. It's going to be so much pain that you have to do something. And, and you might be in that right now where you're in so much discomfort, something's got to give. And that's actually a blessing. Because that's usually the only time people take uncomfortable action and take that risk because it's all a risk. I am mm-hmm. I am risk adverse. I'm not wired like a typical entrepreneur. So I really have to do a lot of mind fuckery mm-hmm. to get myself to expand and go to new levels and invest bigger dollar amounts and do all of these things. Because my nervous system is wired to be secure and safe, Mm -hmm. you know, from my abusive childhood. Like, that's what I want, secure and safe. Well, you know, taking on risks, doing different things in life, even doing stuff that like best serves us, it requires risk. Yes. And it does bring up a lot of fear stuff. So even whether I know there's a lot of women that listen to this show that are entrepreneurs or have big careers or wanting to do something bigger. And they're stuck even in their body piece. That's a lot of why they come listen to this show is they're stuck with their hormones. They're stuck with their body. They don't know where to go. But whichever path you're stuck on, there is that real fear of what if I, what if I, what if I invest? What if I do the thing and it doesn't work for me? What if I do, what if I lose the weight and I'm not happy? What if I, you know, what if I invest the money and I don't follow through? There's that huge piece. And I know that's something that you have have helped me with a lot. How, what can, what can you say about that for us? It's so common and I do it too. And it's, you know, and it's, an, it's an example of how we, our bodies, our egos attempt to keep us safe right? Like, what if this doesn't work? What if this guy or girl ghosts me? What if this is another toxic person? What if I invest money in this coach or in this health program or in this workout thing and I've done others before and it didn't work? Well, let me ask you then, you have an option not to take a risk again and then you lose twice. So then you're giving your power over to the other things that didn't work. And sometimes Mm -hmm. things don't work because they were bad. You didn't give it your all. You were in a time and season in your life where maybe that didn't resonate with you. Maybe you fell for fantasy marketing. There's And we all have, and there's a lot of that out there. But would you say to yourself, okay, this relationship didn't work, or I had four relationships that didn't work. So now I'm going to be celibate and alone the rest of my life. I mean, there are some people that actually go to that extreme, but like, Mm -hmm. then you lose out on the beautiful relationship, the potential what's out there. Mm -hmm. So you've got to ask yourself, like, what is my life going to look like if I don't do this? If I continue to not take risk in this area, experiment or try to solve this problem Mm -hmm. by getting help, what's it going to look like? And if you're okay with that, Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to continue to feel like shit. 
I'm going to be broke. I'm going to hate my job. I'm not going to make the money I want to make. I'm going to continue to feel alone. Whatever the thing is, and you can be in grounded inner peace about that. Okay. But my guess is you wouldn't be. You're going to be in your self-imposed purgatory of, I want to feel this, and yet I'm not willing to do A, B, C, D, and E to get it because I've already tried that and that didn't work. And mm-hmm. I didn't like how that felt. And you're stacking all the reasons why you can't have what you want to have. And what I think really we're doing when we when we get in that zone, and I've I've done this, I'm very open about it on my podcast, like with my book, right? Very vulnerable for me to do that. It's out of my wheelhouse, all that stuff. And I've stacked all the reasons why it can't happen, why not now, why it's not a good time, why this might not even make sense where this is a good investment of my time, energy, and money, (laughs) and all of this stuff. And what ends up happening is then I started seeing all the people who were putting books out. And then I started beating myself up. And then why am I not doing that? And then what's wrong with me? And I'm saying I want this, but I'm also not willing to do what it takes to get it. So now you're just in this horrible mixture that is causing so much internal stress and chaos. Um, my guess is that's probably not good for our home, our hormone health. You know, that's no. not good for our makeup. <laughs> I love that you just shared all of that. Like for anyone listening, you know, we didn't even do a proper intro of Tiff very well, but she has a a top 1% podcast in the world. She's a multimillionaire. She has several businesses. She's, I think, even younger than me. So, (laughs) because I'm I'm, so young, I'm I'm going there. I don't know. I'm 45. How old are you? 41. We're close. Okay. But she's has crushed it forever. And to hear you even just bring to light, not only your fears that that try to keep you back, but then isolate so clearly what you started this podcast with by saying how we, it's like we build these, we build an argument against or, or for the things to keep us safe so we don't have to do the thing that is uncomfortable to change. But it's not going anywhere, no matter how, what case you build to convince yourself to stay the same. And I know in, in my world with women, it's a lot of like, well, you know, I want to drink the alcohol. I want to, you know, eat the sugar all day. I want to do this this way because what does it even matter if I don't, nothing will change. And we build these things up because if we changed, it would be uncomfortable. If we changed these things, it kind of isolates us from other people. If we quiet the chaos in our hormones, what's actually going to come out of your heart? Well, also by not doing the thing, now there's zero risk of it failing. Uh, and there it but, is. Right, that's a guarantee. It's like, you don't want to get pregnant. There's one full certain way not to get pregnant, right? Is to not have sex with someone who produces semen, right? Like right. that's one right. way to guarantee that. Yeah. So one way to guarantee you won't be disappointed. It won't, you know, it, it not working, not having to feel like the letdown of something not working, or even people have a fear of success, like not having to worry about the the pressure of success. And I don't know if I'll be able to keep it up and the time and the energy and all those beliefs around there. Yeah. The one certain way Mm -hmm. is to not go for it. Mm -hmm. And it's at the same time going to guarantee that you don't get it either. So you won't fail but you won't achieve. And you can't have it both ways. And if you're (laughs) trying to, those are the people, the fantasy marketers are coming after, especially in like the health, wellness, and money space. Mm -hmm. You've bought the supplements that promised in 30 days, this is going to give you all your energy back. Or you've bought some program that says, you know, two weeks to, you know, lose, you know, 15 pounds or something because you're trying to have it both ways. So now you're going to be very susceptible to this manipulative marketing, which obviously I know you don't do any of that, Mm -hmm. nor do I. And I've fallen for that stuff too, because I'm trying to take a shortcut. Yeah. You know, so it's like how to go viral. You know, you're going to go viral in reels in 30 days or some crap like that. And it's like, 
well, who doesn't want to go viral? And that's kind of cool. So maybe I'll buy this. It's like, they can't guarantee that they're not in charge of the algorithm. Like that just doesn't work like that. There's so much more to it. And oversimplifying something is so dangerous. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't have, especially like with what you do, you don't have just one missing puzzle piece. There's Mm -hmm. a few puzzle pieces missing. Yeah. It's always that. It's almost like that that fantasy marketing that you're talking about that we all fall so prey to it. It really targets this cognitive dissonance that we have within us. Like you just like you said, where we have, you know, our mind wants to do something, but we're too scared to do it. So we look for the, you know, the cheap seats. We look for the shortcut, but the shortcut never gets you there. That's why we're all still here struggling, you know, wanting to make more money and build a successful business, but not doing it, wanting to, um, wanting to lose the weight and feel better in our body, but not doing the work. Because the truth is there is a clear strategy to get there no matter what you just have to do it. And it's the mind that gets in the way. The shortcuts made me more sick physically. So yeah. And, and this is not to like, when I call you out, it's a, you're being called out with love to kind of wake you up. Cause you're, you're not thinking clearly right mm-hmm. now. And I was in that spot. You're not thinking clearly. You're taking in so much information being mm-hmm. advertised at emails. Then you go to different health practitioners and naturopaths and, and now you're supposed to drink celery juice all day. Now you're supposed <laughs> to do intermittent fasting. And now you're supposed to do keto. And now you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to eat carbs. And you're supposed to like bathe in yams. And it's like all this stuff coming at you. I went to all the conventional medical practitioners because my other business I have is in the pharmaceutical, medical, and health supplement Uh, marketing world. So we grow those businesses and help increase, so to speak, sales in those areas. So I have a lot of connections. I'm in LA. I went to like the best of the best. And guess where I ended up? At a psychiatrist. Now, that's not not that abnormal for me to end up in a psychiatric practice um, because I'm diagnosed, you know, from an early age with depression, um, anxiety, and PTSD. So I I'm medicated for those things anyway, but I got sent and put on Adderall. They took all of my symptoms, all the stuff you talk about Mm -hmm. as ADHD. And I'm pretty well versed in, in the medicine world. And I was like, I got, I don't, think I have ADHD, but like, I'm also not a doctor, right? I'm very humble. I'm like, I'm not a doctor. And when, man, that's like getting some cocaine, you know? And what happened is I did it and I, my appetite was really, really high probably because, I mean, you know better than me, like my cortisol was high. I mean, I was like eating a rotisserie chicken with my bare fingers in a parking (laughs) lot, you know, like, You know, like I was like an ant and I used to say like, I'm like an animal. Well, I didn't know it was because like I was animalistic. Yeah. Sex drive was also like that, which, you know, and I had, it was almost like I was probably presenting even a little manic, Mm -hmm. but I'd be aggressive too. Like if someone like pissed me off or like cut Mm -hmm. me off, I was very snappy, but with that fused. Yeah. And with that Adderall, what, of course I did lose you know, because I was very, very, very puffy Mm -hmm. from the cortisol. And I did lose weight because you don't want to eat. So I did lose weight and it did give me synthetic energy bump temporarily. Mm -hmm. So it does seem like, oh my God, this is it. Until I absolutely crashed me to where Mm -hmm. I literally... I couldn't even shower standing up. I had a, thank God I had a Burn walk-in out. shower and I had a shower sitting down when I did have the energy to even do that. It was like complete adrenal burnout. So what happened for you was one, you reached this point where you were in 
cortisol overload, it sounds like. And when we're in cortisol, like it's it's the body's super stressed. So the, the demand, the energy demand on the body is massive. So it's craving, it's either going to suck you dry and have nothing, or it's going to demand more constant energy. Now, most people aren't going to be devouring a chicken. They go really quickly for any type of sugar that they can. Oh, to no, deal with I that did that. Then. I <laughs> did that when when the, like the, the dip, the crash happened. So more mm-hmm. when I was in the crash state, cause then my adrenals actually stopped tanked. producing cortisol, yeah. which you tanked. by the way, mm-hmm. you die when that happens. So I had yeah. to have rescue cortisol. You go into cardiac arrest without cortisol. So I had to have rescue cortisol. Um, and I had a thing on my phone, like a sticker on my phone. So if yeah. I did go into cardiac arrest somewhere, <sighs> they would know they had to inject me with cortisol. So my body was running in that fight or flight starting, I'm sure from my abusive childhood. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of my, you know, like not even conscious, but just my lifestyle was insane. Like workaholic Mm -hmm. exercise addiction. It became harder and harder for me to keep my fit, so to speak figure. So what was my solution? Work out more. Right. So when I lost the cortisol, when it went to flat line, that's when, I mean, I could have eaten like 25 bowls of rice and I Mm -hmm. had to have it and salt. I was Mm -hmm. drinking pickle juice. Oh gosh. I I would, anything that had salt and I couldn't get enough carbs and like, I had to have it. It wasn't Mm -hmm. an option. And I gained 30 pounds probably. And I mean, I'm talking a short period. It might have even been in like 45 days. How old were you when this all started happening? 37. Yeah. It's 37. And and I was on something I learned when I finally found the help, which of course I am privileged to make the money to do that. Mm -hmm. The only reason I got help, first of all, I didn't know you existed. So thank God you're here. But you guys, I had to like pay a shit ton of money for like top people who work in hormone health, they're all cash only. They're not through insurance. Mm -hmm. Unless you're diagnosed with having, you know, Hashimoto's or you you fit that category, which I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, the first thing she did is like, I was on consecutive birth control since 15 years old. Like I'm talking, never took the placebo pill because I was, I was told I didn't have to. And as a exercise addict, workaholic, how convenient is that? I never, Mm. I like never blood. I didn't bleed for, I don't know, most of my life. And I was told by not just one OBGYN, multiple, Mm -hmm. all, all males, by the way, (laughs) not saying there aren't females who say this, but I'm just saying all males. And that that's totally safe. You don't have to. And I was like, well, how great and convenient. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never bleeding. Well, I'm sure this contributed. <laughs> and because I've never been pregnant, mm-hmm. I never had like even a reset at least of like being pregnant, giving birth, like having a yeah. birth control break. Yeah. Never had a break my entire life starting at 15. Which is, 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 does have an impact because when you're on birth control or hormonal, hormonal birth control, you do not, your body does not ovulate. And it's that act of ovulation that they, science and studies show like the movement of the actual, the movement of the actual hormones, but also just like the general cycling of the sloughing off of the old, the building and the sloughing, just like mother nature always is. Right. Right. I'm messing with. I'm messing with how our bodies are designed. Like, right. It was like the Truman show. Isn't that crazy? I was, and I, and I trusted, like I said, I didn't have, I would ask and I trusted everything that was said. And maybe they, maybe it's not like it does something like causes cancer. There's no studies, Mm -hmm. but like it probably just hasn't been, it wasn't studied at that time or Mm -hmm. maybe even not now and what that does. Yeah. But wow, was I, I was a mess. I had to take my business. I didn't have project me with Tiffany Carter. Then there's no way I could have, could have had two companies, but I had to take my other company down by 90%. I had to let clients go. Mm. 
because I couldn't do it. And I just kept clients that were like, the clients who I knew would give me the most grace, that was enough to make sure I could maintain my lifestyle and not mm-hmm. like dip into my savings. And it took me everything even to be able to execute mm-hmm. on that. I felt like I was 90 years old. Yeah. I had zero quality of life. I couldn't mm-hmm. even take out my trash myself. Yeah. Um, I was like, if this is how... If this doesn't get better, I was prepared to leave this earth because there was zero quality. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the hard part that starts to happen. And I think what people don't like, inevitably, I, I see this time and time again. And, and it, we see it, I think, earlier, like perimenopause is 35 to 55. We see the shift of it or the impact on earlier in these more type A personalities like yourself and myself you know, because we are so good at throwing on blinders and just blowing through to get something done. It's like, I'm achievement oriented. I'm goal oriented. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hustle through it. Or if you, you know, grew up in that pleaser mentality where you're just really good at numbing the outside to get, to get through, like you sacrifice yourself to get there. And this is, but inevitably it starts to come for everyone at some point in time. So there you are, you know, you really didn't notice it until your body's screaming at you. If you look back now, were there whispers of your body? Were there things that you should have paid attention to when you were going through that? Um. Yeah, I mean, we all know hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah. and And why I'm such an advocate for any area of your life, the money house of your life, mm-hmm. all of it, to be still and teach yourself how to be still and slow down. And I always say like, the mm-hmm. it's actually, you need to work less and do less to make more. And I know it sounds crazy <laughs> to most people listening. I would have been like, who is this bitch? Like she's lost her mind. Like what's going on? Because we're, we're wired and mm-hmm. we've been marketed to and the propaganda. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us picked up this shit from our parents who picked mm-hmm. it up from their parents that if you want to be successful, you have to give an arm and a leg. It's great sacrifice to have success. And you want to make a lot of money. You can't make a lot of money and be a great mom. You can't make a lot of money and have a social life. You can't make a lot of money and like take care of your body. And it's all shit. It's less is more, but doing the the strategic less, like doing Mm -hmm. the right amount of less. I was in more is more. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't getting results at the gym. I did more. Um, Or I became more restrictive, Mm -hmm. you know, with diet. Um, I wasn't meeting my quote unquote, like dream partner. So then I, I did a, do you remember? I don't know if you remember plenty of fish because you were probably married during that season of that. But I've heard of it. I had friends on it. Yeah. Plenty of fish. It might still exist. I, this is where my, how I was wired. This is what mm-hmm. I call like, su- this is like the most common person who I see experiences burnout. Like that was me. I was like, okay, I'm determined. I'm going to meet this person and be married and all this shit. By the time I'm 35, that's the absolute cutoff. So then I had to do a date every single night for 30 days. I made a challenge for myself. You know how exhausting that is? That must be so exhausting. I mean... And on top of that, two a days at the gym, a minimum of five days a week, normally six, um, working for sure 10 hours a day, six days a week, traveling every single week on a plane. When and did you sleep? I just kept, kept going and going. I would, I would sleep, but you know what I had to do to sleep? It was not like quality sleep. My... <laughs> My routine would either be like, because I had to do a lot of like, you have to do a lot of like client entertaining. That sounds like, mm-hmm. I mean, like escorty, but I mean, <laughs> um, so I would do like dinners, I'd have wine, right? And then I'd come home and I need to wind down from like, you know, being in that mode of Energetics, like yeah. doing the dinners. So I would have carbs. I'd have a bowl of cereal or I'd have Lego my egos, you know, really (laughs) high quality shit going on. And I would have that and I would watch TV and then I would probably pop like I'd probably pop an Ambien 
So I was doing, and then in the morning to get myself back cranking again, it's not like I popped out of bed, like ready to go. Mm -hmm. Then I probably, you know, aside from coffee, I did other things. There's, I had access to every pharmaceutical you could imagine. Wow. And I used street drugs too in desperate times. Thankfully, I'm not a substance addict. If I was, I'd be like dead in a pile of cocaine somewhere. And it's, (laughs) and it's not because like, it's not necessarily because, right? No, it is funny. It's like, it's not because like I was, um, a party drug, or I was looking to escape. I really mm-hmm. think the reason why meth, and a lot of people don't know this, it's because I, um, one of my main charities I support, we uh, build safe houses for women and children who are sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. And then I learn all sorts of stuff that, like, for some reason isn't talked about in the news or in the mm-hmm. media, which it should be. Did you know that one of the fastest growing segments of the population using meth are housewives? And these what? are like, like, like middle and middle upper class white women. And I, I go, that doesn't surprise me. You want to know why? Why? Because they're fucking burnt out. Oh, and that man. gives them that fake energy to clean the house, to organize the thing, to do the doctor's appointments, to cook to the dinner, weight. to lose weight, to be skinny doing it. Now I, listen, I was, I thought I was too classy for meth. So, I mean, I did. I would use Coke and I would rub. And I thought I wasn't being like, um, I didn't think I was being as bad. Cause I would like rub some of it on my gums. I'd be like, Oh, I need a bumpy today. And that was normalized by the way, with my circle of other highly ambitious go getting friends. Mm-hmm. We literally mm-hmm. had names for it. Like, Oh, we need a little bumpy. And then there's other prescription pills mm-hmm that are totally legal if they're prescribed to you mm-hmm. that basically do the same thing. Yeah. So do you see what I was doing? I like had yeah. to get, I was synthetically no period. Yeah. Using things to up me, using things to put me down and never really, it was never my own energy. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I thought everyone was doing that mm-hmm. until the house came down. Totally down. It's a really interesting thing, right? The normalization of, of what is going on around us in our world. This was very normal in your world, certainly in the world that I'm in, you know, women doing everything, but like drink numbing with alcohol, numbing, like with caffeine, numbing with sugar is a very normal thing. And getting out of that normalization almost goes back to this fear thing that we're talking about, because to change your ways means you have to let go of some of these things. And that means getting out of friendships sometimes, letting go of connections, of actually pulling yourself, which is really what can be so hard about change is the alienation of it. Oh my God. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. I mean, it is, we, we are afraid to do something different because these behaviors did Mm -hmm. get, did get us an award. We Mm -hmm. don't, we don't do anything, any of us, mm-hmm. we don't do anything on repeat, even if it's like, we know it's bad for us, like smoking cigarettes or something. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything on repeat unless we're getting a payoff, a perceived payoff mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got a payoff from being a workaholic, right? Yeah. Like it looked like I was getting a payoff, right? Like I was getting awards and I was in the corporate world. And then as an entrepreneur, right? Like mm-hmm. and the more I worked, I believed, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more money I made, then people would compliment me. I wish I had my shit together like you. I wish I was as disciplined mm-hmm. as you. Then the work, you know, all the working out, I'd get yes. compliments, right? Yeah. Like I did feel in a sense, like strong, And whatever from, you know, from that, I got payoffs from all of that stuff. So I was afraid if I pulled back and I removed things from my life and I changed behaviors and I did less and I did the contrary action, which is what's required to get different results, that I would end up literally losing it all, be on my 600 pound life and like living in a tent. Yep. That's what we believe. 
I fully, I fully see you and hear you and feel you on that. I know for me, it was, I couldn't, I was, couldn't not work out either. And it was the same accolades like, oh, you're, you know, you're so dedicated. You look so fit. You're so this. It's like, but what other people don't always realize about is that these are the things that we use to keep us safe somewhere. And I was afraid that when I put that down, not only would I not get those things, but what again, what are the voice, what is the truth that you're hiding? What is the truth that you're numbing, that you're avoiding so much? And that's, you know, where I think that also pushes to keep us stuck. So we don't want to alienate ourselves from all these people that we that we feel connected to finally and feel safe in. But then when you calm all that chaos and you stop your hustle addiction, what's the truth that lies there? Oh, and the truth comes up and there's a part of you, even if it's buried, you know it. And you mm-hmm. guys have to listen to the episode where, you know, where I interviewed you because it's a mm-hmm. beautiful, very clear. I mean, it's a rather dramatic example mm-hmm. as, as we, na- <laughs> what can I say? As we naturally, as we naturally do <laughs> of that truth. And, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't always have to be some profound truth that you're covering up with the Mm -hmm. chaos and you're doing it subconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as like, I'm not happy in this marriage. And that doesn't mean you want a divorce. It's just that you're avoiding speaking your truth or, Mm -hmm. you know, I really, um, I don't want to live here anymore. I I really want to move, you know, to the lake or Mm -hmm. whatever, or I'm not happy. Yeah. I mean, it can be all of those things that when we slow down and we take away all the noise and all the chaos and all all the shit, we're left with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like that self, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, if you don't like that self, I see either people pile it back on. So they Mm -hmm. take they create chaos. They attract relationships that of chaotic or toxic people so they can focus on that. They, you know, they self-sabotage in some area of their life to create more stress and chaos because that's just so familiar. Or like in my case and in your case, Mm -hmm. I had no choice. It was either Mm -hmm. I was going to die straight up. Like I wasn't going to be here anymore. Or I had to learn how to operate in a completely different way, like wipe out the full operating software of Tiffany Carter and be humble, like the most humbled I've ever been in my entire life Mm -hmm. and humble and open and willing to do whatever it takes to learn a new way. And I, you know, I was paying $10,000 a month for a coach happily in helping me in this area. I probably spent, I don't even know, Probably a quarter of a million dollars in my case. And I'm not saying, oh my God, you have to spend a quarter of a million dollars to get better. But like in my case, cumulatively, mm-hmm. I did because my ego was so resistant. It was so terrifying for me to put in new operating software and not knowing what I was going to get. Mm-hmm. Who, who's Tiffany 2.0? Yeah. This could be really not cute. This could be, I don't know what this is. And the unknown really terrified me. It's extra scary because we really tie our identity up with who these habits that we have. And then now you, like you said, in, in changing your operating system, as you call it, which I love, is it, it is like it's starting over and you have to take off these identities and really look at who you are and what you want and decide to finally stand in that and be that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the scariest parts, but one of the best parts I will like to try to spin it into a positive. It's like, you know, that feeling when you move and you finally purge everything out of an old house, you know, or you do that. It's a really amazing feeling to purge and clear out and start over. So whatever your next, you know, as you, you know, what we know, as we've talked about here is that inevitably, we're all going to reach a point where we, our hormones are going to throw us into a bit of a tailspin. And we have to look a little deeper to find that happiness. And maybe that happiness is, you know, building a business or going out somewhere else that way on your own, or maybe it's, you know, something else big and scary, but whatever it is, when you do that operating system overhaul, it's worth it. It is so worth 
talking right now. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be living in a multi-million dollar house and I turn my head to the right right now and there is the the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, (laughs) You know, like I would not, and I'm not just saying material stuff, but it's like the serenity. I genuinely Mm -hmm. can say like I have many moments of serenity throughout the day. I would never claim I live in this state because that's not, that's not really, Mm -hmm. that's not realistic. I genuinely love myself. I mean, I had no self-worth before and I love myself like as is, like even on my worst days, as I'm sitting here talking to you, Mm -hmm. like, you know, with no makeup and a robe, like I love, you know, I do, I really, Mm -hmm. I love and cherish and honor myself and it's genuine. I wouldn't have all of these gifts and I, I didn't believe this was possible. So I looked at it like an experiment. Yeah. I said, okay. If I can, because when I obviously like, I was like, I need to, you know, start working uh, again once I, once the 911 part was over. Yeah. And I was starting to feel better. And I was like, I, I always, I had held off for so many years creating Project Me with Tiffany Carter, my dream business for about Mm -hmm. a million reasons, no self-worth. I was, I couldn't do one more thing because I was so exhausted. I was tapped out. I couldn't imagine it, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know if it was possible to make a lot of money doing something that helped a lot of people that felt fun and that felt good and that where I could prioritize my well being first, mm-hmm. you know, without sacrifice. I had never, I didn't know anyone who did it, I didn't know it was possible but I was willing to experiment and take the risk. And I promised myself like, and if this works, I will teach it to millions of other women. And if it doesn't work, at least I know the deal. And I was willing then to have to figure something else out to make money in my life. But I was so conditioned like that it wasn't possible. So you, even with the workout stuff, I didn't think it was possible for me to be, let's just, I like the word kind of lean, you know, mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. energized by yeah. doing less. I, wow. I, I couldn't comp that didn't compute, Yeah, but I was in so much pain. I was willing to experiment with a different way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I had to do it one day at a time. Other times I was like, I can commit to 30 days of trying this. And that's what my, my coach had me do. Um, is she said for 30 days, I want you to eat whatever your body is wanting you to eat. Cause I p- piled on so much shame and stress mm-hmm. when I would then eat the carbs. Now right. I'm adding even more stress to yeah. myself. Yeah. Or the pressure of, but I've got to work out. I've got to mm-hmm. work out. And, yeah. and for 30 days, and I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and we can, we can reset that, but can you do it for 30 days? And I was like, she goes, what? And she kept reminding me what, and what's the other choice here? Right. And I go, there really isn't. And I experiment with it. And it was, it's not like all of a sudden, like, you know, all the weight came off, mm-hmm. but the stress and the pressure came off. Oh my God. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like popping like an overblown balloon. Mm-hmm. Like being able to just exhale. I don't put pressure on myself now. Like Mm if I want to, you know, work out, I walk. Like what's going to nurture my body? I don't sit here and go, I can't eat this. You can eat this. You can't have that. Like, yeah, I can tell sometimes if I've been heavy handed with things, I'm like, okay, we kind of need to get it together. Like in that area. I think that's the thing when you pull it out for a little and you take a breath and you get out of like you know you kind of clear things out a little then you're able to actually hear your body and it doesn't mean you don't indulge sometimes or don't you know do whatever you want sometimes but what you recognize is the feedback that comes with it and you're like oh well maybe maybe that wasn't the best idea I won't do that every single day right it's it's like opening up the clear messaging after going for so long with ignoring your body, ignoring those messages, 
to finally taking time to do very little and listen to those messages, then you start to be able to connect. And it is a lot less stressful. And that stress is the thing. Like studies have shown that whether you're eating a salad or a piece of cake, the stress point that you're in when you eat it, the amount of stress and anxiety that you are feeling in the time of eating will determine whether you store that as fat or assimilate it as nutrients. Doesn't matter what it is. So you can be high stress all the time, only eating salad and gaining weight, or you can be chill and have a cupcake at your friend's birthday and it won't make a difference. I did not know that. And I can definitely attest that that's true. Yeah. Because how I was eating Tiffany 1.0 with the working out I was doing, I should Mm -hmm. have been the most Mm award-winning bikini cover model on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I I wasn't. And I would be so frustrated. Like, how? why don't I look like the girls on the cover of the magazines with how much I'm sacrificing and how controlled I'm being? And I was the person with the meal prep and the Tupperware and all that crap. And like, it was the stress I was putting on my body. Mm -hmm. And then when I made the choice to like leave my relationship, Mm -hmm. move down, got an oceanfront, you know, place on the beach was spending more money than I ever imagined spending living somewhere. And I didn't go to, I didn't join a gym on purpose. And all Mm -hmm. I was doing was walking and I truly ate something that's conventionally deemed as bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every day, like whether it was fries, ice cream, white cheddar popcorn, really every day. Yeah, I, it was. I was kind of in like the fuck it in a good way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was leaner then than I'm even now because because right. even right now because I I know I'm a little like right now I'm a little puffy and I know what's happened because you you'll pick back up real sneaky some of those old habits and I'm only doing yoga. And walking, I've not gone back to weights or anything yet, but Mm -hmm. I started, I noticed I started that mindset of of, um, exercise addiction a bit with Mm -hmm. the yoga even. Yeah. You put, you're like, well, maybe I should be pushing harder. Maybe I should be doing more. Maybe I should try, you know, and it's like, "Mm." what we really need, especially in this age is to balance out the, all the other insanity and chaos in your life. And our body's also battling this hormone imbalance and everything our body needs is downtime relaxation. So if whatever you're doing is adding more stress, adding more frustration, then it's always going to go backwards for you. Oh, I mean, I, I, I caught it and I caught it because I do the daily work. And this is so important for you guys to hear this. Cause like mm-hmm. I can attest like Bria does this. I mean, you invest in yourself to have yourself be accountable yes. and show up and prioritize it. And I prioritize my well-being and my mindset and my abundance and my life force that comes before anything else. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. But it's not. You can't just say that and it happens. Mm-hmm. I have. It's like if someone tells you, my favorite line I've heard my entire life: "You're the love of my life." I've never loved anyone more than you. Where did you come from? <laughs> it's like I've heard that from so many people, but then their actions don't match that, right? right. Like we've all experienced that. You know, it's so it's like, are your, are your actions and words matching? You can't mm-hmm. just say, I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to take better care of myself. I'm going to rest more, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing every single day to be accountable and true to yourself? Because otherwise it won't work. Everything yeah. stems from this. Yeah. Not from sacrifice, from self-care. Yeah. And most of us were taught the opposite. Yeah. Success comes from sacrifice. No, actually success comes from prioritizing thyself. Yeah. But that doesn't sell as much shit. No, you're so right. Don't hear that message as often. Mm-hmm. No, we hear you can take care of yourself when you deserve it. Right now you got to work, work to deserve it, work to deserve it when it's like the opportunity cost of that is so huge. And that's what is so 
massive about your story sometimes I think is when you talk about everything you had to say you know everything that had to change and every way you had to step back in order to heal to get back here I literally don't do anything the same the th- only thing that's the same is like obviously my intellectual property like those skill mm-hmm. sets I've honed from years of being you know business marketing strategist mm-hmm. and coaching people in mindset like that's come with me. I only have one person in my life that was from Tiffany 1.0 to mm-hmm. 2.0. That's it. Everyone else had to go. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's the case for okay, you fine. or anyone listening. In my case, when we're toxic, mm-hmm. okay, and this is mm-hmm. not to be self-shaming, it's just calling it like it is. When right. we are toxic, we're going to attract toxic people. Right. And you have and, and so the toxic people had to go. And they might not even realize they're, these people might not even realize they're toxic, but they mm-hmm. had to go. Mm-hmm. And that can be one of the hardest, but that purging part that's so powerful. Oh my God, it's so painful and it feel it can feel so lonely, but you got to go, what's my mm-hmm. other option? For me, it was zero quality of life where I could see myself leading to death. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're okay with continuing to have crap energy, feeling exhausted, you're like you're moving through quicksand every day. Everything's a chore from putting on makeup to making a simple meal, from having sex, like mm-hmm. all of it feels like so much work. Are mm-hmm. you okay with that being like this for your <sighs> remainder decades and life? And if you are, and if you are, no judgment on my part. Mm. You have to be really honest with yourself. And if you're not, what the fuck are you willing to do about it? And it can't, mm. and it and it's not a toe dipping deal. It's a mm. it's a full-on commitment for you to install a new operating system. Mm-hmm. I felt that one. You're right. When you when it's that, when everything feels like a chore. What's your decision here? Are you going to keep going and spend the rest of your life in that chore, or are you going to make it and make the choice to change? I and promise so, you, it's so worth it. I mean, yeah. for me, because I was so sick, mm-hmm. it took me three years before I felt I felt where I could really say it honestly, like looking in your eyes, like mm-hmm. where I where I felt significantly better for me. Mm-hmm. But I, you know without you guys maybe being familiar with, you know, my story, like mm-hmm. extreme abuse, you know, in my childhood, like everything was very extreme. Um, I'm not saying that it has to take you that long for me. It did, but so mm-hmm. what, even if it did take you three years, even if it fucking took you five years yeah, to have the rest of your life better than ever forever. Yeah. I think that's a great trade. It's worth it. And sometimes when we're in it, it feels like it's just a whole pile of hard. But if the choice is to disappoint everyone else or to keep disappointing yourself, you got to disappoint everyone else and keep going. So Tiff, we have, you know, these people who are listening, these women who are listening, who are likely going through some type of hormonal chaos at some level, whether it's as extreme as yours or like mine or something, just the beginnings. And they know that the next step is that they don't want to stay in this spot. You know, for me, I knew that hiring a coach, hiring you like someone with, as you say, the receipts with the strategy and the proof to get you there is obviously such a powerful part. But one of the reasons that I come to you, even, you know, as we work together one-on-one, but that I come to your podcast, that I listen to your stuff, that I read your emails is that, that real mindset piece. How, what do you use for your mindset piece? Or what do you say to the women out there to, to work on that mindset piece, to remember that they're worth it to keep going? And that it's possible because if we don't see there's a light, Mm. man, that if we don't see any light, then the shit gets real dark and not much comes out of that. Um, I, everyone's, everyone is different. What kind of like really works and scratches that it's not a one size fits all, but I would say this start implementing where you have, I call it like an, an abundance routine Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in the evening. It could be at 2 p.m. I don't care when it is. Mm. But that abundance routine, what are the non-negotiables mm-hmm. for to nourish yourself, nourish your mind, nourish your soul, nourish your body every day and have zero fucks about it? That mm-hmm. your family thinks that's annoying, zero fucks. Your ego thinks you don't have time for it, zero fucks, mm-hmm. right? Like you think that you're um, neglecting your kids, you're not, and zero fucks. So what are those things? So some examples are like, and I'll make sure that the link's in, in the show notes, Yeah. but I have my Abundance Walks Guided Meditation Series. Oh, this is simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank you. And this is designed in less than three minutes to shift you out of that stress state and back into that abundance state. And you could do it while doing laundry. I, I, you can do like mindless activities while listening, go for a walk outside, you know, do some kind of move it. You could be stretching. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me you don't have, you know, three to five minutes. That's an option. Mm -hmm. Um, I like lighting a candle and writing something. I hate the term journaling gives me a rash and many other people a rash. So it's not journaling. Even if it's one word, what do I want out of today? What do I want more of from myself what do I need? I'm asking myself what I need and write to that and see what comes out. You know, I I share a lot of these very personal things on my, um, on my email list. I'll share a lot of my writings. I don't know if you knew that those come from those sessions. I didn't know that. What is my body trying to say to me? Mm. What, what does it need? Yeah. What do I really need? If I knew for sure I would get it, what do I want? Mm -hmm. So these are just some questions to get you started, but I do have those prompts inside my um, email list to give Mm -hmm. you some of those prompts. And if you write one word or one sentence, who cares? But it's like the act that it's the act of you, you took a moment to breathe, to light a candle, maybe some essential oils, maybe get an oil diffuser, take a few deep breaths, make it like a luxurious thing. Maybe it's an Epsom salt bath moment for yourself. And you tell your family, like, I'm in, don't bother me for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, maybe that is your, that's Mm -hmm. your thing, but do it with intention. And you can't, you have to set a boundary with yourself because if you break boundaries with yourselves, by the way, watch all the people who don't respect your boundaries around you. And then you'll attract people and clients who don't respect your boundaries. It starts with you respecting your own. Yeah. And so just have, do some, and if you're like, you know what, I'm not, the bath thing doesn't do it for me, then remove it. Yeah. But you have to set that intention because what you're really signaling to your body, your nervous system, the universe is, I am now prioritizing myself and my health and my wellness and my abundance. Mm-hmm. And something does shift chemically when we do that. It's really incredible what happens. Yeah, it is. You're right. When you start to prioritize you, you have so many more opportunities to start to show up and do that. And whether it is energetically, whether it is like just breath work, whether it is just like the the actual anti-stress physiological aspects of that, it does improve. For some people, it's making their own breakfast every morning, like, Mm -hmm. and then they listen to like my podcast and Mm -hmm. they're, and they're, or they're doing it in complete silence and they get up a little earlier and they get to actually have a meal without Mm -hmm. anyone bothering them. You know, it doesn't need to be something, you know, super spiritual. Yeah. It needs to to be be. what like actually feels fucking good to you and that it's happening and you're doing it. And I don't, I don't have one client or one person I've worked with and I've worked with people of fucking a litter of children. I don't, I attract a lot of, most of my clients have kids and I have a lot of clients have like four, five. I have a client with seven kids and a full-time job. Wild. And they're able to do that. So your ego is going to 
test you and be like, I don't mm-hmm. have time for this and I need to do this. And that's a da, 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 da. your brain is not to be trusted right now. Mm. You're, you're putting in a new program and it doesn't, it's, it, it's like almost a little short circuiting because it doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do with itself. Yeah. And your brain's just not, it's not to be trusted. And then it will start to level out. Thank you, Tiffany. This was like a, a beautiful dose of, of reality and authenticity, which you always bring of humor, of course, and inspiration, just sharing in your story and where people can go. You know, for anyone who's listening, if you want a dose of abundance of mindset, if you are struggling at all, if you want to learn more about Tiffany's story, make sure you go and check out her her podcast, Project Me with Tiffany Carter. Go follow her on Instagram. That's one of you. Yeah, I always laugh every day at your Instagram. Actually, I laugh or I'm touched. Your stuff is humor and it's beautiful and it's peaceful and you take us on a journey there. Um, but come and check her out. She's been an amazing inspiration for me. She keeps me sane and keeps me on the straight and narrow. So, and also a little wild. <laughs> yeah, we we have to have some wildness throw, yeah. thrown in there. You guys take a screenshot if you're listening and you love this and, you know, share it in your Instagram stories or Facebook stories and tag us and like mm-hmm. share this with a friend, like share, mm-hmm. pass along the message. If this did something for you, trust that it's going to do something for whoever, mm. whomever comes to your mind. Oh, yeah. There's not, a, we don't do enough of that as women. No, you know, it's like, right. we really don't. It's like, I'll even, I have to call myself out. Like I'll hear like an episode or like a book or a passage. And I have to remind myself, like, I'll even think, oh, I should send this to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. And it takes two seconds. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really doing my best to make sure I do it right in that in that moment. Cause it's, yes. cause we're never wrong when we have those nudges. No, I love that. I love that you said that I've been, I've been trying to do the same thing as instead of just scrolling, remembering to actually like the stuff you stop and, and, and find entertaining and, and writing the review on the podcast that, you know, find so interesting, like putting those little things out there. I think it's karmic, right? Put it out. It comes back to you. Exactly. Love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to get this out into the world and, and thanks for all you do. Thank you so much for joining me on the period whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with. So we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.